It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're reviewing The Flash. Finally, it's out in theaters, folks. You can go watch Lightning it sound effects here. Mm-hmm. It, it was such a fast arrival to theaters, Mike. No. It, was, it was quite no, the opposite. No, it wasn't. It, it took was, forever for it to come to theaters. It was quite the opposite, yeah. <laughs> uh, Marvel shifts all of their movie dates. Ooh, so we're going to go one by one mm-hmm. through those later. Star Wars uh, and Avatar are actually both getting pretty good-looking video games coming out. We'll talk about those trailers and more. Yeah, I swear every time that there's, like, news of, like, oh, release state shifting, right? Or, you know, was is this, like, the biggest news of the week? Is this what I should put on our kind of image for this week's podcast i'm just like no because i don't want to photoshop like a dozen logos and all of these people into one thumbnail just for dates shifting so thank god that there were some uh photos from the netflix to dumb and trailers that came out over the weekend which i didn't even know was happening so that made things a lot easier on my end yeah absolutely Uh, (laughs) and and and, you know we just have to reuse it again in six months when they they change everything again but Mm -hmm. like but like i'm not that that timeline i made i'm not going and updating that timeline anymore mike i I just want to go ahead and put that out there like that's done but if you're already here and you want to know what those release dates are you can head over to superhero.com and check out our upcoming movie and tv release schedule i did update those immediately when these dropped so if anyone is interested you can go check those out you don't have to um wait to do that but we do have time codes for everything in our show notes below uh i'm gonna go ahead and jump into what i've been doing this week mike and it is not watching anything because my entire (laughs) basement has been uh deconstructed where i would normally watch media at and uh mike's been getting photos of me finishing the floor we talked this a little bit last week i did the we did the vinyl flooring last week and then we had the carpet uh and the the theater area painted and redone this week and um, and everything was kind of just kind of finalized yesterday after the glue had dried for the uh, transition pieces. So I am now back in that area. Only, the only thing in my area right now is is my <laughs> recording studio. I'm like, we get this done, I'll be I'll be good to go. But I've not been able to watch anything because literally that entire system has been dismantled. But uh, I was able to th- you know play some um, some Xbox and some some Diablo on my. Uh, by moving my Xbox to like a, a little PC monitor. I think that that's, you know, anything with HDMI will play. So I was able to do that a little bit this week to get some of that done. But overall, just a busy, busy work week myself. But you took some of my advice and traveled um, down the fast lane, if you will, into a couple movies. Chris, you give awful advice. Yeah, I, I do. don't know why I keep putting myself through this I franchise. I love this. This is so good. I can't it. stand the Fast oh. and Furious movies. Let me, let me hold just... on. I'm going gonna... oh to need a drink or this one. Let's go. That better be a Corona uh, <laughs> because oh, that's the only thing. It's just like family. <laughs> but I hate these movies. Like, I just, I don't know if I just can't quite make the transition into the proper fast lane on the highway where mm-hmm. I can enjoy these as dumb movies. I just can't. There's just, there's no redeeming quality to these. But the only reason I keep going back to them is just because they, they're always in the zeitgeist, right? <laughs> they're always popular. And sometimes I just need something to throw on the TV to get angry about, right? So I, I but I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt because lo and behold, Fast X is a essentially like a sequel to what most people considered the best fast movie which is fast five and i had never seen fast five uh so i went back and i watched a movie i knew it was supposed to be a heist movie i always like heist movies right and this basically it it just barely clears the bar of being a competent movie in my opinion like fast five back 10 years ago it was pretty okay (laughs) i'll tell you that fast five is the best only because of it the the company that it keeps right like yeah it's kind of cool that they pulled like the safe out of the wall at the very end but i feel like they don't even like telegraph that super well 
in a sense of like, well, were they always going to pull it straight out of the wall? Was that a desperation attempt? Uh, like, so even like the coolest part of the movie, they don't really like build you up to it in the best way. They just kind of rip the safe out of the wall. Uh, it's the, the final act is kind of cool when they're pulling the safe and they're like ramming it into cars. At least that's like a clever thing to do with it. Even though for the life of me, I can't imagine this happening, right? That safe is very angular, lots of hard corners. Like in any universe, that thing would just dig right into the ground and they wouldn't go anywhere. So yes, of course, some, uh, sense of, um, uh, um, suspend your disbelief uh, a minute suspend here. my because, disbelief because you're gonna have to suspend, to suspend it even further oh my god they ask so much of the audience <laughs> as these movies go on because i watched fast 10 and there are some similarities that go back to fast 10 even with dom pulling stuff behind his car he pulls like two helicopters uh-huh. which is just absolutely insane <laughs> that two helicopters can't easily just pick up his car but no if he drives hard enough that car is going to stick to the highway um I, it's, it's just so it's the thing funny. like it's, so fun. it's 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 i would say it, the the best part about these movies is they're fun to talk about in yeah. hindsight even though i'm not having any fun watching them yeah. uh john cena is a delight just because he is a delight in anything that he's in so it's fun to watch him in these movies but of course like like, uh, those scenes are few and far between. Because you and have, like, like 20 people they, as the main cast. They, like, okay, there's just weird things that they focus on, too. Like, okay, they, they, they smuggle this kayak onto the plane so John Cena can turn the kayak into a plane. Obviously silly and ridiculous, but I can imagine something comparable or even similar, right, happening in a Mission Impossible movie. But why do they go out of the way to take the three little vodka bottles and go on a little spiel of just like, oh, fuel and oxygen. We need that extra boost because, it, but like, and it doesn't even come into play. It's just this weird addition that they throw into the script for like literally no reason. Mm-hmm. So just bizarre decisions like that just drive me crazy. Wait, y- y- are you talking about Pete Davidson <laughs> being the only American in a British run, you know, the computer Pete, store? The- the Pete Davidson section was hilarious because you could – I feel like they built that whole segment in a way of you could entirely remove it from the movie and it makes no difference. Like they go into this black market, right, to get some guns and some cars and they don't get the guns in the cars, but they don't even get a lead for where they should go next. Like literally nothing transpires from that scene. Like all it does is they got a Pete Davidson cameo that maybe they were able to throw him in a couple trailers. Like literally nothing happens from that scene at all you could entirely remove it and because i don't even think when they go to it like they even say like oh we're going to visit pete davidson like you could just take them right to jason statham like right after that scene and it's like they they egregiously do the thing that i hate the most about that sequel of the kingsman movie where like the kingsman was fun yeah there was like there was like gadgets and stuff that were um uh, that were like technologically advanced and they were silly and wacky. But in the second one, they they take it way off the cliffs to unbelievable. And the whole, all of everything that happens in Fast Ten is utterly unbelievable, and well, the, it totally takes me out of the movie. The problem and I just is can't you, you jump it. from Fast Five to Ten when you need to watch them. <laughs> increasingly, they increasingly they they stair su- step you up into the unbelievable. Right? Yes, like, I, I suppose. I suppose there was um, there was some whiplash in- indeed, uh, but because you're going it's from crazy. like Paul Walker being alive and The Rock being on good terms with everybody to literally like <laughs> the complete opposite of all that. And then like they, I just saw all these headlines leading up to me watching Fast Ten. We're like, oh my god, Jason Momoa, what an interesting performance, what a standout, you know, what a unique character and it's like he's just being Jason Momoa like have you people never watched Aquaman he's just playing Aquaman he's just playing himself in like a he, slightly eviler tone like that's all it is they put the purple suit on him and now he's goofy looking the, <laughs> the thing I, I, I hate the most about about his his performance is like the, the how the movie starts like right they they, they do where they they CGI him they flash back he was in Fast Five the whole time right Mm -hmm. Uh, but like that version of him is like mean and like purpose driven and then the one in the 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 present is like completely the opposite of that i'm like yeah he's like goofy like are you trying to get revenge for your dead father or are you just a goofster yeah Uh, it was just so odd and then like i feel like aren't these movies making a lot of money aren't these movies like supposed to have good visual effects in some way they are so bad they are straight up just 
taking drone shots and then dropping CG cars into them. And it looks really bad. Like at least for fast five, I'll give it credit. There might've been some CG cars in there, but they use them few and far between. It all looks very real. Even when Dom is towing a safe behind him and ramming it into people, at least it's somewhat believable. But yeah, it just looks like matchbox cars with very loose physics. And like the suspensions are like going freaking crazy on these cars. It's just like, uh, I just I hate I hate these movies, but I don't know why I want to watch another one. Right, I, probably I, just to complain on this show. <laughs> I I love a good hate watch uh, for for these movies because they're so stupid. They're so silly. They're the acting. The acting is so bad, and I know that's not what this movie's for. But at least watching it at home on my own pace. I just straight up, once I got about like halfway through the movie, I just started fast forwarding through any dialogue scene. I was just like, just get me the, to the next action set piece or get me to the next John Cena segment. I will I will press the, play if I see John Cena. The problem is this movie feels like no one ever is talking to anybody, nor are they in the same room. Like, right, like everyone, <laughs> like it, it's just reaction shots and, and another reaction shot. And no one's ever in the same room at the same time. Uh, and it's just it, like if they had them, if they were together like they were like in the earlier Fast movies and, and Vin Diesel didn't think he was above everybody, it might be a better film. Um, yeah. But, but you know, it, if the, the best part of these movies, if you die in these movies, guess what? You get to come back to life. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I fully expect the, the 11th Fast 10 Part 2 to go extremely yeah. balls to the wall and bring <laughs> everybody back to life. Yeah, before we before we jump into our normal news, which we have a lot of, I'm sorry for delaying everybody on this movie. There are two things that I actually thought were hilarious in this movie that I thought were fun. It both happened towards the end where Dom is about to get sandwiched by two gasoline trucks and he tells Jason Momoa, "You made one mistake. You didn't take my you, car." He's like, "You didn't <laughs> take my car." And it's just like, "Oh god." But then at the very end, we got to see The Rock say "some bitch," so, which some, is just he very specifically <laughs> emphatically said "some bitch." Like, yeah. Like, but, which if if you're if you're confused, it it was the shortened version of "son of a bitch," but it was just it's just so funny. Like, I almost just wish they would just fully relinquish reality in a way and just go totally silly. Like these films almost need that like Taika Watiti tongue in cheekness, right? They need the silliness injected into it because I can't take this seriously at all. So uh, I'll leave it there. Stay tuned for whatever the next Fast movie comes out and then amend a couple weeks or a month onto it when I actually get around to seeing it. The um, currently sitting at $7.2 billion franchise. So you can afford better CGI cars. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the the um, production budget, however, for Fast 10 is twice what Fast 9 was. Uh, and that my guess again. Remember Justin Lin? He like walked off the movie like a week into filming this, and they got mm-hmm. the other guy. So I'd be interested to see. Like I think the lack of Justin Lin is what makes this that much worse, right? Because it's essentially Vin Diesel just telling the director what to do because he can't direct the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, it's just I I can watch and laugh at it, and that's that's why I'm like this is so stupid. I, I'm going to laugh at you all day long because this is so ridiculous. He's taking himself too seriously. But uh, we have two more at least coming, right? Remember the the uh, Luke Hobbs movie? He's got his goatee back at the end. You see his little goatee back at the end? Yes, it was great. Uh, and um, uh, Fast 10 Part 2 or Fast 11. So Mike's got more of these to, to, to live through at the end of the day. Uh, and that's that's going to be the fun part. But that's not the only long-running franchise we're going to be talking about today as well, Mike. We've got some news about some long-running franchises down here <laughs> that will be like 22 years between like five movies. So, um, But first and foremost, we got to the theaters this week, and we got to see The Flash. And um, I got to see it again. Mike got to see it for the first time. So we um, last week I kind of gave my early reactions to the movie, uh, but I'll you know re- redo it here again. But since I got to go first last week, I'm going to pass the baton over to Mike where he can talk about the movie. But if you want to hear about his movie going experience, Oof. you should head over to the review episode and listen to that before spoilers. It was out of spoiler free yes. because that is going to be rough. something to just really – uh, grind your gears, if you will. Steamed <laughs> as broccoli, a phrase we haven't used in years over here yes, on the show. Indeed. Well, I will keep my uh, review quick because, Chris, I just counted the bullet points. We have 28 <laughs> individual segments yeah. of news this week, and I wasted 15 minutes talking about the Fast franchise. So uh, I will talk about the Flash franchise 
uh, if there even is one moving forward. But overall, I liked the movie. Uh, extremely hard to recommend since there is so much asked of the audience when it comes to cameos, previous iterations of other characters, previous franchises which are half dead. You know, we don't know where the character is going to be in the future. Uh, we don't know if this is a Shazam 2 situation where the box office is determining if we get to see more of this universe or not. But if somehow you can strip all of that away, what you're left with at least was an entertaining time with some standout moments that I think could be held up on their own. Uh, it's always fun to watch a speedster um transcend onto the big screen with a big budget we've seen it before in uh, marvel and x-men movies so it, it's welcome to see it more here again so i had a good time but hard to recommend mm -hmm. so i don't know where that leaves you obviously if you're listening to this show i think you probably have an idea of how all of this universe works so go give it a watch i think it's fun but i we just don't know how much is going to be left behind, so it's kind of hard to take it a little uh, seriously, which is a bit unfortunate. But uh, soft recommend, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Chris, over to you. I would say it's the second best multiversal movie this month that hit theaters. Because, um, <laughs> you know, I think Spider-Man, if you had to choose between two movies to watch this one, Spider-Man's at the top of this. Like I think I said that last week. But that doesn't make this a bad movie. It doesn't make it a great movie either. I think it's just right in the middle of like, yeah, there are some really good moments. There are some really, to me, uh, and we, we talked about this in spoilers on the other, on the review, like some, some moments I'm like, this is makes no sense and... You could have literally just done a better movie at the, at the end of the day for some of these parts. But you know, overall, like I said, it exists. It happened. Um, I'm not – I didn't walk away offended. The second time, I actually had a better time, uh, again, just kind of eating my Twizzlers and drinking from my Flash collectible cup in the movie theater rather than you know worrying about it. So watching it as a uh, fan instead of a, a reviewer, if you will, or, or – you know, whatever we, we do for the show, I, I had a much better time to just kind of let go and, and do that. I think uh, some highlights include uh, Ezra Miller, you know, either, like I said, you either separate the artist from the art or you can't, if you can, Ezra Miller, he, they, they are a great flash. They do a great job in this playing multiple versions of them and really sells the emotional stakes of this film. So there are some really, some really standout moments, but there are some, um, remnants if you will of the previous uh, versions that are just kind of like shake shake my head at the whole time through so uh yeah again i think mike I think soft recommend if you want to if you know and you think you can handle it go for it if not you know wait till it hits streaming before you know it and i think that's kind of uh indicative of the box office right we talked a little bit about that it's only making 55 million dollars this weekend but it does have another weekend to kind of clear that because there's i don't think there's any other movie coming to theaters next week right uh, um, Indiana Jones is two weeks, so it, yeah, it may be able to clear have, a little more money here in two weeks. Yeah, we have uh, Asteroid City from Wes Anderson, but I can't, yeah. you know, that's not exactly Unique. going to be El Elemental. Uh, super. Yeah, which is performing extremely weakly right now. Yeah. So, But, I mean, we got Oppenheimer, we got Barbie, we got Indiana Jones coming yeah. up. Uh, I, if it doesn't recoup something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if it doesn't recoup something this second week, I mean, it's it's – they're fight, fighting an uphill yeah. battle. Yeah, I again, I think you can watch it and not worry about how, you know, tomorrow is going to look for The Flash and, and just watch it itself. Because, you know, currently the status of the DCU is Blue Beetle is technically what James Gunn is saying is the first DCU movie, right, at the end of the mm -hmm. day. So um, I believe that's August. So we, we, ha we will have a DCU movie. What does that mean for Aquaman in the future? I don't know. But by God, keep coming back and we'll keep talking about them as a... As they keep throwing them at us. So, um, yeah, if you want to know more, listen to the first half of our uh, review episode. And you can um, always use the time codes to get, stay away from spoilers if you haven't watched it yet as well. On the same side of this, the director of The Flash, Andy Machete, has been, in fact, confirmed to be tapped to direct uh, the Batman Brave and the Bold movie, Mike. So that's a, that's a plus, right? I think Andy Machete, he did a great job in this movie. I don't blame the director at all for any decisions in this movie. I think he, he did a wonderful job with what he was given and how it all played out. So I think he'd be good for this the upcoming movie with a yeah, Batman and we, his uh, son. Yeah, we briefly talk about this in our spoiler section for our Flash review. So if you want to check that out, go listen to that in our feed. But yeah, I think this is a this is a good sign. I'm looking to see where this goes in the future with Andy Machete. I think he's a talent, and it'd be great to see him approach yeah. something that doesn't have a bunch of legacy, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> tailwinds attached to it. So 
Batman the Brave and the Bold it is exciting. It seems to be a unique um, cinematic version of Batman, right? We've had yeah. that version of Batman, father and son, in the comic books before, so I'm looking forward to see how it transcends to the screen. Yeah, absolutely, and and a lot of a lot of potential. So, um, yeah, yeah, congratulations to him, and and we hope to see more of that information as they kind of go through the casting and, and writing process. Uh, also in the same vein of Batman, Batman the Cape Crusader, the animated version that was announced a couple years ago at Comic Con, um, that was uh, denied by max but picked up at amazon apparently this animated series is everything bruce tim had wanted to do in the original series the original batman the animated series but because it was on a kids network he couldn't do everything so this skews older and is more of his full vision is what we've been told um, yeah I, uh, I mean i don't i don't hate hearing that <laughs> yeah I, I, the animated series classic people love it um holds up you know 20 years later so to see this continuation and have a a I wouldn't say darker, but like you said, more adult skewed, adult oriented show. I think that's fantastic for Batman then, mm-hmm. to do that. I will say, the one thing I hate about every Batman in the movies right now, Mike, for the past like you know twenty years, is that he's not a detective anymore. He's just someone with gadgets who fights people. Like I miss, mm-hmm. I miss Detective Batman, right? And um, thankfully, we had you know the the um, Go- uh, not Gotham Arkham games to to get us through the detective pieces but I really want to see a good detective Batman so maybe maybe this animated series will really bring that mm-hmm. to the forefront as well but on the flip side of Gotham the bad side is that Gotham Knights has been canceled on the CW after its first season we knew two there were <laughs> two surprised. shows and one was on the chopping block right uh, Gotham Knights was uh, cheaper to make but less views uh, and we'll talk about the other one here in a second but apparently uh, a revival is impossible for Gotham Knights probably due to the DC character rights like Netflix can't come buy this show up right or, and renew mm-hmm. because you they want to they want to keep the DC rights over it on the Mac streaming service or as much well they animate stuff I guess but the live action they probably don't want to muck that around a bit so I think they're just going to nix this completely after after the first season so I, you sound sad. I'm sorry for your loss, Mike. Yeah, I know you're speechless. <laughs> uh, weeping. Yeah, I know. And then quickly, we're going to shift into uh, Superman and Lois, uh, the show on CW. The other one uh, has re- been renewed for a shorter season four for 10 episodes. I think it normally runs 13. So like this isn't this isn't like tragic. Like it's not like 22 down to 10. This is like just a mm-hmm. couple episodes. So this is fine. Uh, my guess is the last season if I'm going to take a bet on this right now. But, yeah, uh, if I was the sh- the showrunner, I would be like, let's plan these scripts as if we could end it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, most of the recurring cast outside of the uh, the Kent household have been lowered to guest appearances rather than recurring roles. Yeah, that's so, one way to cut the budget. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So cast is down, episode counts down. But uh, overall, I've heard really good things about the show. I can't sit here and, 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 and point fingers at it and be like, mm-hmm. haha, you suck. I've heard really good things, and this take on Superman uh, has been really good. I just... Uh, you know, it's um, it, the CW no longer wants to focus on the remnants of the Arrowverse. They want to do the non-scripted television. So uh, mm-hmm. this will hopefully go out with a good note rather than a than a than a soft note. In surprising news, and I might have shared this with you earlier this week. I don't remember. I told a couple of people, but the Incredible Hulk is now on Disney Plus for the first time ever, Mike. Mm-hmm. So that means you can actually start um, a pretty good a pretty good watch on everything Marvel, right? I think No Way Home is like maybe the only missing movie on there right now. And that might even be on there at this point. Um, but uh, this is uh, the distribution of the Incredible Hulk. It's always been with Universal since its release. However, reports, this is good news, that Disney's original deal with Universal is now over because it was a 15-year limit and the Incredible Hulk released in June 8th, uh, or June 13th, 2008, Mike. So um, that means the Incredible Hulk, movies could be coming back to marvel maybe an announcement at uh comic-con next month there we go we might finally get that planet hulk yeah that world war hulk whatever you want to call it yeah uh really flesh out that that side of things a little bit more. absolutely i think this is a big win i, I you know i'm, I'm sad it took mm-hmm. 15 years it doesn't feel like 15 years now i say that, i feel like an old person uh but like um you know the the incredible hulk is a movie don't people, you know, they don't talk about, again, Edward Norton was recast in the Avengers, but a lot of those actors and actresses have carried over into the MCU proper, right? Uh, Blonsky, um, General Ross, um, Betty Ross will be in upcoming Captain America. So uh, really, really glad that people can now just watch it uh, when they want to on Disney yeah. Plus with the full It's, full it's crazy to think that, like, we've been at the MCU 
for quite a while now and it feels like they would have mined everything but no we still have like a ton of hulk to get into haven't touched the fantastic four we haven't seen their interpretation of x-men x-men yet there's there's a whole lot to dive into yeah absolutely and and they are um really you know uh we'll talk about actually in in two bullet points about what the what the focus is kind of going forward here but as a reminder, and I told Mike this maybe at the top of the show, maybe maybe outside of uh, before we were sure, but Secret Invasion is on Disney Plus this Wednesday uh, already. It is going to be here before we know it. So I'm excited to dive back into this Scroll slash Nick Fury movie, or I guess TV show, TV show, um, because I miss Nick Fury. He is such a tell you like it is kind of guy, right? He is, <laughs> at this point uh, on Wednesday he will be the longest actor running in in Marvel because he was in the first Iron Man in the end credit scene. So, um, yeah, any any hopes you want to see out of this before we, we swap on, on the topics here? Because I, I just hope it's good. Yeah. That's all. I just want it to be good. Yeah. That's all I want. I do, too. And six <laughs> six episodes is, is pretty good. I What I really would like to do, and this is going to sound, you know, very contrary to, to normal. In a six-episode show, I kind of wish I had the ability to just binge it. Like, mm-hmm. like longer ones, like 13 episodes, 10. I don't want to do that. Maybe even eight's too much. But like six, I'm like, boy, I bet it's a lot. I bet this show's a lot better when you just get a blast through it in like one day. And like mm-hmm. doing the one a week, I think it might, you know, we might be able, we'll have too much time to poke on anything where, where we see the seams uh, more, more than anything. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's good. Uh, and in regards to the Incredible Hulk and this, uh, you know, secret invasion coming up, uh, Marvel has updated their Disney Plus banner uh, for the uh, for the, it only includes Phase Four characters. So the original Avengers are out, Mike, on the banner. Only Phase Four Plus characters are making an appearance up here if they have a project in there. So I tell you what, when you look at this banner for the first time, you know, finally encapsulating this newest phase, and it's not, it doesn't give me positive vibes, right? There's yeah. so many like dips and lulls it's like a roller coaster ride going through this most recent uh phase so um looking forward to this image getting kind of like holistically updated as we move further down the line i think to me you know i I think there are these these are great looks for the characters right iconic and i think these characters Mm -hmm. they chose are are highlights i would probably and this is nothing against black panther i don't think you know Shuri's Black Panther to me sticks out. Brie Larson has only really been an in credit queen for this phase because she hasn't <laughs> had a movie yet, right? So, um, and that's an old Nick Fury photo. I wish it was a more Nick Fury, but everybody else, I like their costumes, I like their outfits. Um, and uh, really kind of sad that there's no guardians in here after the success they've had, right? This, I mean, this past month, yeah. I mean, I tell you what, I mean, we, um, I don't remember exactly what my overall uh, vibe was for uh, Wakanda Forever when we reviewed it back when it came out, but I haven't thought about that movie once, I feel like, since we reviewed it, and I don't think that's a good sign for it. It just did not have much staying power. I think we both agreed it did a good job for what it had to deal with in, you know, real-world scenarios, so, you know, I won't hold that over them, but, like... I don't see anybody talking about the ramifications of that movie at all. You know, I don't yeah. know if just the algorithms it, not putting it in front of me on social well, media, but nobody talks about we've it. We've had nothing that deals with it. I think that's the problem, right? Like literally we went from Black Panther to Ant-Man to uh, Guardians, and now we're getting the secret invasion. So like, you know, again, if we look at the old release, the, the Bob Chapek release schedule, put something out, put something out, put something out. We probably would have dealt with it, but like, there's nothing at all, right? Like, literally, radio silence for 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 how Black Panther does anything. I, it, again, it's a it's a very fitting movie dealing with emotion and grief and 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 loss. But you know, I, I would also say Shang Chi, one of the best movies of Phase Four. We haven't done anything with the rings or him since mm-hmm. then. Like, you know, where are where are these characters? I would have I would have literally replaced. Um, probably black panther maybe and put up a an eternal just just to mess with people because people <laughs> like i hear more about people still bitching or standing up for the eternals you know two three years later than i do black panther at this point so um i had to put something in there but you know i am excited to see where we're going and we're going to talk about these release schedule changes in a second because i think that might reflect the Maybe not the focus, but we'll we'll talk about some other stuff here in a second. 
and uh, before that, though, Scarlett Johansson says she's still producing that undisclosed project that was announced like right after the Black Widow fiasco on Disney Plus. Hmm. So, all right. Uh, apparently, it's currently on hold with the writer strike and the upcoming SAG after the strike. But um, she said it was moving along until it was, you know, put on hold for those reasons. They're not working on mm-hmm. it during that. So, uh, good for them. I'm excited to see what it is. You think it's like a, a Black Widow's, like a Yelena solo movie? That we haven't yeah, announced I mean, yet. Like, I feel like it's I mean, got to be that. Yeah, if you go with the most, like, probably, like, obvious one, like, oh, you know, have her produce something that she's already been, like, attached to story-wise. But who knows? Maybe she just wants to do something wholly, like, not original, but, like, you know, original from her origin. Maybe she's doing the Sentry one-shot, Mike. Ooh. <laughs> a one-shot? Yeah, she could do one-shot. Yeah. I I think that would be interesting, right? That Yeah, like a little 40-minute kind of thing, so. Mm-hmm. Well, We'll keep you guys posted on that. But here here it comes. The release dates have changed for literally almost all of Phase 5 and 6 movies. And I think they're, they're, this, is, there's, this is a twofold thing, Mike. One, I believe this has to do with Bob Iger spacing out the movies so they're financing these things separately on each calendar mm-hmm. year, fiscal year, right? That was his plan, right? We're going to move these movies so we're not spending all this money every fiscal year on all these movies and not getting the returns. And B, literally... M- Two out of three strikes are about, you know, one's happening, one's about to happen. A lot of these are probably going to get delayed because of that. So I think they're preemptively delaying them. Hopefully now that gets worked out. Any thoughts on yeah, that? I mean, I mean, that makes, I mean, we, we knew when Iger was coming back, he said it when he returned. Um, and even uh, Kevin Feige said something to the effect of like, we're just going to, we're going to spread these out more. Like there's too much. The cadence is too intense for audiences. And like, I, I feel like you can see like that's ex- exactly JPEG wanted to do the opposite. Like I'm the new CEO. Uh, I want, I want more, the, more you know, is better is, is his. Yeah. His I want to see bigger returns. You know, I want to make my, you know, I want to plant my flag in the ground for my career as, C- as CEO. And like, it just didn't work out because mm-hmm. the quality dropped, which is, it is kind of, it is kind of nice to see, right? You know, no. the actions of a poor decision come to fruition, even right. though it possibly ruins some movies for us, right? At least we get to see, like, you can't you can't always rush art, which sometimes is humbling to see, right? You mm-hmm. know, even though as much as, you know, um, a corporation would love to see a machine make everything, to move towards the theoretical future where nobody has a job anymore and it's nothing but a hundred percent return on investment. Right. Yeah. It is kind of nice to see like, Oh, it's still Hollywood. It's still at the root at the end of the day. It, there is art in yeah. it at some point yeah. in time. And, and you know, the, the movies made money, but like you got to listen to everybody else, right? Like, you know, the critical and, and some audience like, you know, they're, they're out there listening and, and doing feedback, but like, yeah, you're right. Like, I, to me, you know, the more I'm into to, to work in business, the more I'm like, oh, this is literally, you have to finance these movies, right? Like through they, through your for your board and have to show your results within the same quarter. And they're like, they were just spending so much money so quickly that that looks bad, right? When Bob Iger's like, I had to come in and save five billion dollars, you're like, oh, okay, well, how you gonna, well, we'll space out our spending over years, and we're gonna talk about some more expensive movies probably down the down the road as well. But you know, let's let's jump into this. I think the first we have some good news. How about the good news first? Is that Deadpool three has moved up to May third, twenty twenty four. It was actually not delayed in this thing. It actually benefited by being moved up to May third. So yeah, I I feel like it's just one of those scenarios where they got lucky with the production cycle, where they had the script done. Uh, before uh, this writer strike came through, uh, of course, we've seen the headlines that Ryan Reynolds is not allowed to improvise on set, right? Yeah. Uh, but as we know, as soon as that mask goes on, you can improvise as much as you want in post production. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which the writer strike would need to be over for them to do that because you can't write in post production with a strike going on as well. But you know, if everything goes kind of according to previous timelines, the the, the Deadpool movie should hopefully be back on track. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's uh, it's conveniently um, timed out. And they're also low lift productions, right? Deadpool, Deadpool two, like they were able to turn those around pretty quickly, right? On on mm-hmm. those, so I, I don't have any fear on that. So that's good. That was moved up. So that is going to kick off summer next year. Uh, but um, on the flip side, that original spot was owned by Captain America: New World Order, which we just got the new title for and a release date last week has now been delayed till August of next year, twenty twenty four. So that will come in the fall. 
Thunderbolts then by uh, default is shifted back further to December 20th, 2024, being only the second movie to uh, grace a holiday period, by the way, uh, for Marvel, mm-hmm. if, if you didn't know that. That also shifts Blade, yet again, this movie is never going to see the light of day, I think, at this <laughs> rate, uh, to February 14th, 2024. Why not take your special one uh, to see Blade on Valentine's Day, Mike? I mean, there's going to be so many, like, red, like, candies and, and kisses and fangs and all this <laughs> other fun stuff out there to promote this. So, Blade, February 14th, 2025, that pushes Fantastic Four to May 2nd, 2025. So, these are all just kind of taking each other's place, right? You know, standard... Domino Falls takes the next one's place. However, this is where things really get interesting. Avengers Kang Dynasty, which is May 2nd, 2025, has been shifted a whole year into May 1st, 2026. Uh, so that is wild to be kicked back a whole year, right? Um, when that was originally the, taken by Secret Wars. Yeah, but it, it looks like the, the, the gap between Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars has maintained, maintained the same. Yeah, so it's not like they're theoretically yeah. trying to fit more content in between those yeah. part they're one actually, and part twos. They're actually, yeah, so Avengers Secret Wars was pushed back from 2026 to May 7th, 2027. So uh, a whole another year. So they're going to keep that. Uh, and really it was supposed to be Fantastic Four in the Kang Dynasty and then a bunch of other you know unannounced projects. Remember when we saw the unreleased schedule there? Or, the schedule, I believe it was at some sort of convention. Mm. Um, and they were like, oh, we got some other stuff we'll announce later. Wink, wink, content. So this is actually spaced things out a bit. So my theory is those other movies in there will also be spaced out quite a bit. Um, it's so wild to yeah. imagine that we're going to be like kind of in the exact same spots here in four years oh. <laughs> talking about secret wars like yeah uh we got a lot more episodes of superhero slate to come yeah we, we sure. just got renewed for four more years i actually i'm gonna i'm gonna say we actually got renewed for eight more years when we get down to another topic <laughs> down below so uh i i love when we get these renewal notices they just come in and we're not expecting them and they just pop in and and, and there we go so um overall uh, i think you know this is not a concern for quality for anybody i think this is a we have a writer strike. We have an upcoming actor strike. We also need to space out our releases. So, I think this will be a quality enhancer overall oh, for yeah. Marvel. I think it'll it'll affect the the quality for sure. I mean, at the at the risk of stealing uh, a very 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 bad phrase that I've hated for a lot of years now, uh, <laughs> make Marvel great again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's I hate the connotations of it, but at least that's the vibe in my head of just like it's been a while since I've uh, been in a in a movie theater and had like the feelings that I've had of previous Marvel movies back in the day. And maybe like, I'll never get that vibe back. Maybe that was just a certain chapter in my life when these movies were still relatively fresh and hitting just right. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they, they do need, they need the, they need to, to pivot a little bit and right. hopefully this time will give them the ability to do that. Yeah. And I think hopefully, you know, um, they, they don't have, again, I think when you rush something and you just have to stick it, like we have to make a release date, that's where your problems come in. Right. Like, you know, I everyone knows in their own work lives or their home lives, you, you got to get done by X date and you just got to whatever it is, is you do the best you could to get there. And I think this gives them some time to breathe, react and, and, and kind of take in maybe some more advice throughout the way. So uh, really, really hope to to see all these come together. I still think Secret Wars has the potential for being two movies. So maybe we'll hear more about that at Comic-Con or later down the road. We'll keep everyone posted as you subscribe to Superhero Slate every week. On the same note, Sony has gone ahead and secured November 8th, 2024, and June 27th, 2025 for some unannounced Marvel films. These were just announced uh, very recently, maybe today or yesterday. But November uh, 2024 is likely Venom 3 at this rate. And Spider-Man 4 is likely that June date for 2025. Mm-hmm. So uh, both of these are set to open in IMAX no matter what they are. So um, I think that's a pretty solid uh, pretty solid guess on those two, right? Sony doesn't I really I, – I forget. You know, we know Craven's coming this year, but I forget Madam Web's in production. But good God, save us <laughs> all from that. Um, but, um, yeah, absolutely, those two greats. But speaking of Craven, I sent this photo to you earlier this week, right, I believe, um, that uh, we are first – image of Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven has leaked online from the, the, the preview they showed at CinemaCon. Yeah. 
I mean, not much to to go off of here, to be honest. He's just yeah. kind of wearing a it's a leather vest, you know, just like a it's Aaron a proto Taylor Johnson, Craven, like kind of proto yeah. Craven outfit a little bit. Yeah, yeah, doesn't quite have the iconic kind of lion's mane collar, which Yet. I would say gives him his comic book look. But you know, the character's got something to gravitate towards, right? You know that that third yeah. act where they finally put on the the costume that they're iconic for, and mm-hmm. everyone in the audience cheers. Third for the act, uh, this will be post credits <laughs> for knowing Sony, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, it's uh, he seems to be you know standard craving. He's got like some sort of tooth necklace around his neck. He's got his like scruffy beard hair. Aaron Taylor Johnson's a great actor. I, I don't have any problem with him. I, I assume the the script is probably going to be mostly the problem here. But I was really hoping we get the scene of him ripping the nose off somebody with his teeth. Uh, that they said it was in the trailer, but alas, we get this PG image instead of the R-rated images that we all wanted to see from this trailer. And speaking of Craven, he's going to be a staple in the upcoming Spider-Man 2 video game, but also this mm-hmm. week, the developers have come out and said the game includes Queens and Brooklyn in Spider-Man 2, doubling the previous map size, Mike. Not just, not just uh, was it Queens that we talked about, but they added Brooklyn as well, so... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's sick. I mean, I guess the, if you think about it, you, they could obviously have a team that does polishes of the main map of Manhattan. And I'm curious if the map of Manhattan grows in any mm-hmm. way or if the streets and everything still it, stay it exactly is, the same. It has changed. There are new um, people. Someone did a, a, a review of the, the gameplay demo, like the location. So, like, the fish mm-hmm. market in the, the trailer for two is not in the original one. So they've actually added uh, some new stuff in there and everything. Yeah, that's great. So just adding more is awesome. That's great. That's exactly what I want to see. Uh, I see here that you have um, – the pre-orders are now available for this game. And I would just, even though this probably would be one of the safer games to, uh, pre to pre-order, uh, it's, I feel like it's never a good idea to pre-order. I've never seen a game pre-order four months in advance. Um, for me, like, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I, obviously you can go pre-order any game that's been announced at like a GameStop or something, but like, this is not like you go to the Sony store and you can pre-order it like on their, they must, yeah, sort they of. must be confident that they're going to hit that release date, yeah. which is good, and I hope that they do. <laughs> yeah, my guess is the game's probably done. They're just polishing it at this point. They're like, hey, like mm-hmm. we, we know where it is because you can get the the regular version, the digital deluxe, which we talked about the costumes last week, so you can go listen to last week's episode, or you can buy the $230 one with the Venom statue uh, with Miles and, and – uh, Peter around the Venom statue. I, I think that statue looks pretty cool. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, I, we don't. We haven't seen any ga- Venom gameplay. I'm very excited to, to learn more about this game at the end of the day. But that's not the only game we talk about. We got some more. But let's take a trip over to Pandora, Mike. Uh, my wife has been putting on uh, Avatar: The Way of Water uh, while we've been going to bed the past week. And Heck good, yeah, good blue Lord. pilled, blue pilled, blue pilled. No, it's, I mean, it's because it's new on Disney Plus and it's new on Mac. So if you want to watch it, you can check it out there. I will say it doesn't feel like I don't feel the variable frame rates on my home TV like we did in theater. So I need to go like uh-huh. check those scenes specifically. But the effects do hold up pretty good. I will say for like a streaming service because like normally they reduce the quality just a hair for that. It does hold uh-huh. up on the streaming. Um, but uh, with Disney, they have gone out and say that the Avatar sequels uh, are the the schedule we had before has been delayed quite, um, quite, I guess, I don't know, like a lot because Avatar 3 is now coming out December 19th, 2025 instead of 2024. But they've already filmed this movie, Mike. This is like two years of polish or like a year and a half of polish left in this movie they get a they get a play with so we're going to be seeing yeah. visuals like we've never seen before in 2025 uh, i mean there are some gigantic gaps here between yeah. three and four and four and five uh yeah. four years yeah so avatar four, four calendar years between yeah. avatar three and four so avatar four uh is december 21st 2029 and it's interesting because they filmed the first i think act of avatar four already because uh they're kids and they're jumping forward in time in the fourth one right they're, mm-hmm. they're gonna age them up so um they still have to film that but i mean that is six years six six and a half years from now like to, to i'm just like movie. I'm just trying to think of what like live action characters are left, and I can only think of like Spider, because I guess you could just bring in like new military grunts for each film mm-hmm. uh, and have like a new foil. But like that guy <laughs> that plays Spider, uh, yeah. 
Uh, you expect them to be around until 2031? Yeah, I so mean, like, Avatar 5 is a, 2031. So my guess is... With one long-ass contract. <laughs> only two years between these, the shortest between any of these movies, they're probably filming four and five back-to-back, like literally at the same time. Yeah. Right? I mean, if I liked Avatar 2, so if, if time is what it takes to give me quality... I'm on board for it. Exactly. Like, we just talked about this I, with, with Marvel, right? Time is quality. Hopefully it applies yeah. here. I mean, I guess James Cameron proved that like time gaps are not going to stop the audience, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a decade between the, the first one and the second one, right? Yeah. Um, and audiences still showed up. So, yeah, there's a long-term... This it, this definitely 20... explains um, a lot of long-term decisions of like why they're bringing like, you know, Pandora... Yes. you know, to uh, other parks and stuff like that at, at Disneyland. So, yeah. yeah. So 22 years between the first and the fifth movie on this mic total uh, is, is what the math was. That's why I mentioned that I, earlier. So, I, I mean, I would, I would love to see Cameron finally get to his uh, glasses free 3d at some mm-hmm. point in time. I don't know which movie it comes to. Do we not get it until 2031, but that would be fun. Well, I think the movies could probably do it. It's the theaters that can't. Right. So we gotta, mm-hmm. we gotta create the, he needs to give up on that, like give avatar to somebody else I'm like all right i'm gonna go work with theaters to make this technology work now <laughs> but i think you know uh you know avatar 3 already being filmed and, and giving like another you know year and a half um is is to me is uh, two and a half years is a little crazy um because like i said they've already done it like right they've they filmed one uh, two and three at the same time so i'm interested to see how good this looks and how much they're changing it because you know the theory is they're going to the what fire nation equivalent uh navi mm-hmm. in the next one so really, really excited to see what, what those look like. And um, we've also heard that maybe Avatar 5 goes back to Earth. So maybe that's why they can film it quicker because it's less CG at the end of the day. Like, oh, we got humans here. We don't have to worry about the Navi all the time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, revisiting uh, Way of Water on, on streaming. It's it's fun. It is a good movie. No no complaints at all. Um, but it, it does. Uh, it's just that, that movie is like. It's a very long movie. A lot of different moving pieces, and that's it's not a bad thing. It's high quality. But on the flip side, guess what? If you want to go to Pandora yourself, you can visit it later this year with Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, the uh, new video game from Ubisoft, launching um, in December of this year. The trailer puts you in the body of uh, looks like a, maybe an adopted Navi who was being, uh, I guess, trained by humans, right? Because you only yeah. have the four fingers, not the five. Yeah. Is, yeah, it's an it's an interesting way into the story, right? Because like all video games, you have to start your character with no knowledge of the world or the tools or the controls, so you can kind of uh, adapt to it. And they found an interesting way to do that. I thought with the story yeah. of the humans kidnap a young Navi. And then they train them in the human ways, so they know nothing of their own human world. But then they there's an attack, and then they get trapped well, in like some the, sort of cryo sleep. Yeah. So the 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 initiating I guess thing in this game is is Avatar One, like when they start attacking mm-hmm. the um, their way home. So then they they put you in cryo sleep for 15 years. And yeah. I was like, oh, so okay, then, that, that's where Avatar Two is. So yeah. yeah. So so thus you emerge and you are a stranger in your own land. So I think that is pretty yeah. clever. Um, I'm hoping that this is the type of thing that James Cameron has a um, watchful eye over. I can't imagine he would green light a video game with his precious world you know definitely a triple a game for sure it doesn't mm-hmm. just seem like a random licensing agreement so i'm hoping that the quality is there the gameplay looks fun yeah. i am a huge fan of bow and arrow camp raiding action that's basically all i do in the far cry game it, this is a bow i, I put this in my notes far it's like i was like this looks like far cry this looks a lot yeah. like far cry like on an alien world but also like halo but from the alien point of view because you're like Oh, the the, mm. the humans, the mil- you're fighting the humans in the military. You're taking down their choppers. You're getting one of the uh, the banshees to ride on. I, it looks yeah. very fun. Like you're very guerrilla yeah. warfare-ish. In, yeah, in- it, it, it looks like it's set up as an open world, but I'm curious how how open. Like obviously it doesn't seem like it's going to be the entire planet of mm. Pandora. So, And also I don't think Cameron wants to spoil different areas because no. we do highlight some different 
biomes, but we don't, like you said, we don't see that that Fire Nation biome yeah. necessarily because we don't want to spoil that. Yeah, it looks to be like regions from the first two movies, right? The forest and then the water, because there's a part where they're like uh, commuting with the water uh, tree, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. So it looks like it's going to be that because 2023, you know, great. That's a year after you know two came out. The next movie's not coming out for two more years. That's enough time to put out another game. Like they're not going to yeah. expansion pack avatar 3 they're gonna be like all right here's another game in in two years uh, yeah but i mean like there's it's it looks like there's different mounts there's lots of things to do i mean it it is kind of crazy to look at these kind of two avatar segments in our show and go like if everything goes exactly how they planned like the avatar is already big this could make it absolutely gigantic right this could be like the next Big. This could be like the next like Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah, exactly. Of. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like it. Like I'm not trying to jump the gun here. Everything has to go exactly how they want, but they're definitely not treading lightly into this. They're mm-hmm. they're like we want to make this a juggernaut, and they're. And that, I would say I w- I appreciate just the um the attention to let's make a good AAA game. Let's not just farm this license out so they can whip up like some random Avatar stuff. Yeah, it, well, exactly. And you know, Ubisoft they they there's another game they also uh, unveiled below. And we'll talk about it. But like, there's a long, long plan for this franchise, mm-hmm. right? As a whole, very much sure the next nine. Eight nine years, uh, we'll be we'll be living, you know, Avatar every few years, drip feed. But like, it feels like it's not. Um, I, I wouldn't say hoard out, but really, like, right, like not everyone can grab a piece of the Avatar pie. They're picking and choosing who gets to eat from their table uh, and provide that downwards to us to consume. So I, I think that's very interesting. And this trailer in our show notes, you can take a look. It looks fun. It looks cool. I think one of the one of my, I hope they really have this feature where you can just click a like you can jump off a tree and click a button and it calls your mount to you. So like you're free falling and you land on your mount kind of thing. I think yeah, that they would did be show. Really cool. They did show a skill tree, so that could be something you unlock from a skill tree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, check it out. Um, it's it's in our it's in our show notes. It looked to be single player. Uh, you can actually pre-order this also, I believe. And it said like you get some free skins and like you know for your your stuff. Like it's fine. The only think- skin I need is blue, Chris. That's right. Uh, it's the only skin I need. I think this could also make a fun multiplayer game, like humans versus mm-hmm. Na- Navi. But we'll see if they even include that down the road. It seems to be very isolated. On the flip side, another isolated game from Ubisoft is actually for Star Wars, Mike, this this week. The uh, Star Wars Outlaws, we talked a little bit last week, but they gave us the first gameplay for this uh, open world. And uh, this game looks wild. Like, literally running around, um, you know, uh, doing as much open world stuff as you can uh, with this. Uh, with your is, character sneaking, uh, stealthy, you know, upgrading stuff. You have a robot are, in a jacket with you. Yeah. Are you playing a, a particular protagonist? protagonist yeah. or is it or is there like a character creator where you're making nope. your own you play k her name is k vess is her name mm-hmm. and uh, she has a uh, the droid um nix no nix is the little dude i forget who the droid's name is uh in the jacket he's one of the battle droids but uh it seems to be very kind of stealth based right like okay you know, now now you have to help me though and yeah. tell me where does this take place timeline wise because I don't know. <laughs> I, I I'm sure they've they've said yeah, right here set between the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So, oh, okay. so between between four uh, between four and five actually or five and six. So yeah, so um, this is kind of like uh, I would guess they maybe hide of the Empire if you will, like in the galaxy, rather than yeah, fighting I, the remnants or like you know dealing with their scraps. Uh, yeah, like it would be a, an empire at their most uh, paranoid in a way because they already lost one Death Star and now they're building another one. Yeah, and then if you watch the, the you know, there's um, the, you know, there's a lot of characters here. It's very hyper detailed Star Wars. This this world looks lived in. There's bars, cantinas, you know, a, a scrapper yard. A lot more going mm-hmm. on than you would think it was. So I, I recommend everyone. It's a ten minute gameplay thing, and you get to see you know ship flying, everything kind of going on here and. Um, on PlayStation, so it's actually running. It's 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 working. It's not like a, a pre-rendered video, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the the cool part of it, and um, it'll be out be out next year, coming from Ubisoft. So I I, I, I had a really good time playing and completing uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So to see um, Outlaws be so polished and have like a very story driven, right? Not mm-hmm. not feature driven. I think that's even better at the end of the day. So. Um, cross our fingers there, and then also in the Star Wars world, um, this is a fun rumor, and I, I was going to get your get your opinion on it. Is that uh, Dave Filoni's movie Heir to the Empire, right? It's tentatively titled. 
Alden mm-hmm. Ehrenreich is rumored to return as Han Solo for this movie. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he was the problem I... of that last yeah. movie. I think yeah, that, that had other problems, not him. So yeah, I'm trying to go. How do I feel about this? How do I feel yeah. about this? I mean, I guess it could it could be fun. Uh, I mean, it feels a little bit. I don't know. Does it feel risky or not? Like, you know, are we? Oh, I think it's really we, risky. But like, are we bogging? Are we bogging down like Filoni's entire kind of original character universe in a way, just to kind of throw in a um, a legacy character which we thought we were done with? Yeah, I mean, I it'd be interesting because you know we don't know at this point. I don't know what Han Solo did between Return of the Jedi and. Um, uh, what the Force Awakens, right? Where we find him and he's lost his ship. Him and Chewie mm-hmm. are out, you know, taking things like, is this the movie where the ship gets stolen or lost from him? Uh, kind of thing. And he's in there for a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't want him to be the main protagonist, but having him not be around since he was quote unquote like, um, was he a general in the army? Like for the, the, the I thought he rebellion? was like kind of. I thought he was kind of more just like um just like an infantryman is what but, I thought. But I feel like it was it was easier to imagine another actor as Han Solo when it was like young Han Solo, right? Yeah. So but if so if Alden Ehrenreich is supposed to come back and be a kind of young Harrison Ford after the original Star Wars, I feel like the suspension of disbelief has to work mm. a little bit harder for that. It, it, it Even though be... I know I'm sl- I, like, I feel like I am cl- slightly contradicting myself saying that because uh, I, I said they shouldn't have deep faked Luke and they should have just let a, 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 a normal yeah. actor do that. But, you know, I guess that's slightly different. Yeah. Maybe they age him up a bit. Maybe maybe they don't make him look as young as he did in Solo. Um, yeah, it, it could work. I, I don't know. I, I mean, this is an interesting rumor because like it invokes two different emotions. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're going to have Han Solo back. Right. But at the same time, I was like, it's not the Harrison Ford Han Solo. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it, it kind of goes both ways for me. But um, I guess we'll see. You know, maybe maybe we'll get some news later this this year because because also in Disney, they gave us release dates for the upcoming Star Wars movies. Um, no, no titles associated with this, but we have a one for May 22nd, 2026. Uh, we have a December 18th, 2026, and a December 17th, 2027. So alternating a little bit there with uh, Avatar in the December realm. But um, we haven't had two Star Wars movies in the same year since Solo, or within a year since Solo. And I think this is the good direction to go, right? Um, from May to December, seven months, rather than the other way. Like, December to May feels very quick turnaround. So this feels hopefully a little different to have a mainline st- story for Star Wars, and then maybe the uh, the Dave Filoni version in May. So oh, we'll 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 see. I'm nervous, <laughs> but yeah. So we have again uh, heir to the Empire. We have the original. Was it the original? Star, uh, I guess the the origin of the Force movie with James Mangold, and then mm-hmm. Star Wars uh, ten as well. So in the works. So we got a lot of Star Wars coming. Hopefully, uh, again, maybe the delay can cause quality. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I did not get to watch Extraction 2 this weekend, Mike. I'm very disappointed in myself because of the Netflix to dumb feature or event this weekend. They announced Extraction 3 already. So <laughs> we haven't had time yet. Uh, we liked the first one. Yeah. Well, I think we kind of said it felt like um, a video game Call turned of Duty, yeah. into yeah into a live action film. And then I've seen similar headlines for reviews I, of the second one. Like it's essentially just a Call of Duty movie. And it's like, well, that's what we liked about the first one. Yeah, I've heard the second one is better. Uh, they they wrote the first one and then got Sam Hargrave to direct. The second one they wrote to Sam Hargrave's directing capabilities. But I believe it's Joe Russo uh, of the Russo Brothers. He just shouldn't be writing these is what I've heard. Like, just let an actual <laughs> writer write the movie and let you produce. But the third one, uh, Chris Hemsworth will return as Jake Extraction. I assume that's his name in the, in the movie. <laughs> and uh, Sam, Sam Hargrave will return as uh, the director. So um, awesome. Great. Uh, Netflix doing a trilogy for real, man. That's, that's awesome. I've not, yeah. I've not had anything good come out of that in a while. So I'm excited to watch and- Extraction 2. The live action action movies on Netflix are, they're usually at best case, um, just completely average worst case scenario garbage. Um, they, uh, they premiered a trailer, uh, for, um, kind of like a spy thriller starring Gal Gadot. I think it's called like 
Heart of Stone or something like that. The trailer is just so the trailer's boring. If the trailer's boring, like, how is the movie going to grab you? It just seems like incredibly generic, like, spy thriller movie. So I guess go get your paycheck, Gal Gadot. Uh, but I, nobody's, I don't think anyone's going to remember Ho- this Hopefully film. They, it, they cut a better trailer later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does have a, it does have a, it does share DNA of a producer that worked on The Old Guard, which was surprising. And I liked that movie. And I don't think that trailer convinced me when I originally watched it. So maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. But um, mm-hmm. uh, Extraction 3, that could be fun. Yeah. I, I, hopefully, I don't need an Extraction 4. We don't need a Mission Impossible franchise out of these Extraction movies. But, um, you know, the fact that we're getting three, that's, that's pretty solid in my book overall. Uh, some Jimmys were wrestled this weekend, Mike, but not in a bad <laughs> way. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, the live action. Is this a series? Or it's a show, right? Not a movie. Yeah, I believe uh, it's a series. Uh, the photos of the cast, the main four cast, Aang, Katara, uh, is that Sokka, and Zuko, mm-hmm. uh, were released uh, on Netflix. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't, I, I don't care. Uh, honestly, this is not my cup of tea. But I will tell you, the little kid Aang looks just like the kid from the in that family one. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's this, all, that's this is all you can do with it. I get it, but it looks the same. Yeah, that's the hard thing to get over, right? Like, I, you know, lots of the the original creators are still involved in this, not directly, but they're kind of producers of a larger Avatar studio that this falls under. Uh, they, they, everyone has to know that they have to do better than what Shyamalan did uh, back in the day. But yeah, when you see characters look visually similar, but like you said, that just could be. That's what happens when you translate a, a cartoon to live action. They're they're only going to look so different on the second try around. So yeah. we just got to hope the content is better. So everything looks good, but I mean, I got to imagine when they did the first look images of the live action movie, you know, people obviously were up in arms over the diversity of of the of most of the casting, right? But at least the visuals seem to be mostly on point it was during the execution of the film so i'm extremely nervous for this um and the next trailer we're going to talk about did not make me feel better about what this is going to look like so avatar is coming in 2024 just so you know you can check out the link kind of thing to me uh ang is like the the is so close to the other one i I just but the other ones i i'm i'm happy they were able to have cast that look like the like the characters were supposed to look like but still photos can only get you so far right i want to see some action you get to see katara water bending a little bit but like it's all about the elements and the bending so let's 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 get to that but yes um, a, 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 a lo- the one of the longest running animes ever, uh, almost as long as Pokemon, if not longer, is One Piece, and Netflix is live action creating One Piece. Uh, and I don't know if this is. It looks like a series, not a movie, because most of this trailer looks like it comes from the first episode, and I don't know what a One Piece is or what it does. I just yeah. know that this one guy he has stretchy <laughs> arms, uh, and they do yeah, it at the end. Should. They do the one stretchy arm thing, but like woof. Yeah, we got we got to throw the big caveat up here. If we are not the people to talk about this at all, uh, I'm familiar with the anime and the manga, but I have barely watched or read any of it. I just know about it because it's so iconic, right? Uh, I know it's supposed to be goofy, uh, cartoony in a way, but also serious, just like all animes do. So I can see they're trying to accomplish that, but like the trailer for this show makes it look so cheap Mm -hmm. like everything looks so like budget friendly they're they're in environments that seem so empty where like they couldn't even take the time to like throw up like just random like barrels you know just when you're in like a like a a piratey kind of castle like you're in a square dressing like yeah like you're not just walls in a what look like he's in like a stock or something like that like he was yeah like like, there's gonna be more here yeah, it just seems like all of the charm has been sucked out of it. And, like, uh, I, I'm sure that, you know, they're obviously trying to adapt cartoon characters just like we talked about in the last section. And I'm not familiar with the characters like we just mentioned, but there is a uh, there is this one female character that's just in, like, a white T-shirt and pink hair and, like, black pants. And I'm like, I think that's what the character looks like in the, in the yeah. manga and anime. But, like, translating that one-to-one, it just looks like really 
cheap cosplay. Like, oh, I'm going to a con this weekend. What's the easiest thing I can put on? Oh, I'll well, put on this white t-shirt. One, so, like, I don't know what's happening here either, Chris. Well, I would say One Piece has a very unique visual style, right? Like, when I see mm-hmm. a One Piece character, I'm like, I know exactly what I'm looking at here. And it's mostly, like, you know, uh, their designs. Like, the the One Piece, what's his name? Is it, like, Luffy is, like, the main character's name or something? Uh, yeah, I think it's Luffy or Luffy or something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, he, he's got the red shirt. And he's got, like, the, the scar on his chest. And his eyes are, like, wide open compared to, like, every other anime characters. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, this guy doesn't really the translation doesn't feel there but yeah i'm kind of looking at some of the artwork i'm like is there just peace like apparently that one girl is just normally wears a bikini top and low ride shorts so maybe the white shirt's a way to pg it a little bit more but um i don't know what i'm watching i need to look more into this but it's dropping august 31st mike on netflix so 2020 yeah Um, yeah if, if this isn't an attempt to uh bring in the masses to the one piece universe i don't think this trailer's doing like, it but uh i i lived through the live action dragon ball movie so i'm still yeah. burned on that from you know decades ago so i hopefully hopefully people who are fans of this are enjoying it i i'm not here to to, to bring you down and tell you why not to, hopefully this is something you're you're enjoying and you're happy yeah. with the translation yeah from a slightly educated outsider's perspective though yeah nah, not, this, not for us. this this ain't this ain't hitting for me no uh, Stranger Things season five. Uh, Linda Hamilton has joined the cast. Linda Hamilton, as you may remember, is uh, Sarah Connor from the Terminator mm-hmm. movies. Um, she doesn't do much acting, so this is great. I think she she plays such a hard ass. So hopefully, maybe she'll play like a Sarah Connor kind of character in I'm, this. I'm in. I'm envisioning possibly like a high up governmental, you know, agent. You know, the upside down has finally revealed itself to the world in a yeah. in a way where it's no longer just the kids that know about it. It's so maybe she's like the lead general that's yeah. trying to isolate yeah. Hawkins. I would I love for her to game. be like like a someone who's been there and like has like fought through it before in like a different part of the world and like she's like battle hardened a little bit like mm-hmm. I don't know maybe but um, that's good casting. I think I think that'll be fun. So Stranger Things season five, they are working on it. It's the final season, right? Season five is the final one. So um, mm-hmm. looks like they're gonna be pulling out all the stops. Uh, lastly, Mortal Kombat 2 news. Mike, they, they've gone ahead and um, announced some more cast, the final round of the cast, including characters such as Shao Kahn, King Gerard, Queen Sindel, and Quan Chi. And um, Deadline has gone on record and said that most of the main characters from the first movie, even ones who appeared killed off, will return. So maybe <laughs> we'll get more of the Australian, uh, uh, what's this guy um, with the laser eye? Um, uh, what was it? Oh Jax? my gosh! No, no not no. Jax. But you know what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, maybe we'll get more of him. He was funny in that <laughs> one. So, um, I I don't know. Again, the, like again, Carl Urban is supposed to be Johnny Cage in this, and the uh, two actresses from the Chilling's Adventures of Sabrina playing, uh, um, not Sindel, uh, Jade and uh, Katana. So hopefully, we actually get a Mortal Kombat going forward, Mike. I I want to okay. see some some actual Kano. Kano, 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 that was the yeah. guy's name. <laughs> Kano, we also had a little bit of a Goro. They also said, my, 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 it's funny, they're like, oh, even Louis Tan will reappear as his, like, custom character created for the movie. And everyone's like, boo. Like, <laughs> it's not him. It's just, like, the character wasn't very fun. So um, I'm excited for some, some Mortal Kombat 2, um, you know, movie news with the, the new game, Mortal Kombat 1, coming out. This will not be confusing, I swear, going forward. But, uh, but, but anyway, so that's, that's cool. Well, that is all 28 bullet points for this week, Mike. We, we made it through in record time here, even with you killing so much time <laughs> at, talking about Fast and Furious. But, uh, yeah, it's a, a pretty pretty good week full of news there in The Flash, and um, we'll, we'll you know be back next week. But if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, as always, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can read my webcomic at liferewardsrisk com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or uh, Xbox Valdan, uh, anywhere else on those game systems. If people want to know more about the show, listen to our Flash review. We also mark spoilers, so you don't have to get ruined. Where can they listen to all those good episodes at? Head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. That is the home headquarters for everything Superhero Slate, where you can get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see all of the things that we talked about this week, all of the the blue links of the trailers and the 
first looks. We got that all on our show notes at superheroslate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, merch at superheroslate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. Let us know what you think. Do you think you're going to survive to 2031 so you can see that final Avatar that is, movie? That's morbid. I, Thank you. I hope, I hope you can, uh, if, but uh, let us know. <laughs> Uh, we love our super fans, so um, if you are a super fan and you want to be a super fan, uh, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. We'll be here every week, folks. That's right, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.